Welcome to the School of Unlearning. I'm your host, Elisa Haggerty. I've always believed in the power of questions. They create a gap, a space where we pause and begin to challenge the world around us. Without questions, we're stuck in the trance of life, a life given to us versus one created with agency. Your journey to rethink and unlearn the norms no longer serving you begins now. Hey everyone, welcome back to 5-Minute Fridays for the School of Unlearning podcast. For those of you who are new, this is uh, 5 Minutes with just me on the mic, sort of solo pod, stream of consciousness, whatever is top of mind. Um, So this week, I'm actually doing something a little different. In the past, I've kind of always written scripts, almost like blog posts, and sort of... um, shared them that way. And a friend of mine who I was actually with in Hawaii kind of gave me some feedback that, you know, it it felt very scripted. And I kind of said, well, that's because there's a script. So anyway, um, I'm trying something a little different today, which is just total um, freestyle. So there's no prompts, there's no bullets. I'm just talking to you in this moment. So uh, the topic for today is quitting. And I'm going to say something a bit provocative, uh, especially from a former competitive athlete that I believe quitting is showing up. So quitting is showing up for you uh, in the most progressive, radical, and human way. So I guess I'll back up to how I first believed quitting to be like the worst thing on the planet. When I was growing up as a young athlete, you know, running cross country, playing basketball in this small little suburb in New Jersey, I was uh, running around chasing my four older brothers. And, you know, there was sort of something we were all taught that you, you don't stop. You don't quit a race. You don't quit a basketball game. You don't quit a workout. You don't quit anything really in life. Um, so there was like deep shame around quitting. There was deep uh, fear around, you know, not being able to finish or complete something. And I think it was associated a lot with weakness, uh, with letting people down, uh, with just not having it, like, you know, the whatever it was. And so, you know, most of my life, like most people, I was seeking three things, approval, control, and security. And uh, definitely from a young age, I found that sports was just a way for me to find approval from my coaches, my my family, my friends, my parents. You know, it was one of the ways that I could show up and shine really well in the world. And so I remember really early on, I learned to ignore my body completely ignore all the messages it was sending me because, uh, they were, you know, at times the pain in my body from workouts was so intense that I was basically being asked to stop, but I ignored that. So one memory comes up in particular, I was a freshman at a high school in New Jersey and I was on the cross country team and we were in the conference finals. It was a very big race and we were supposed to win. And I was like this tiny little runner, but I was quite fast. And I think I weighed like a buck 15 sopping wet So I was this spindly little thing that kind of had the fear of God in me when it came to running, which is basically the way I approached running back then was get out as fast as you can and stay out as fast as you can and uh, don't quit. But in this race, the conference finals, I think I showed up really dehydrated. Maybe I was stressed from the week, but I just showed up completely not able to, uh, to finish the race. So about 100 yards left to go in the race, I started to black out. I started to like kind of wobble and fall over. And at some point I ended up crawling on my knees to the finish line and no one could touch me or help me get up because then I would be disqualified and we would have lost the conference finals. But I remember having these moments of just like get to the finish line, like don't stop. It was kind of one of those things you see on sports center where like someone, you know, doing a marathon, like is so dehydrated, they crawl to the finish line. So it was that dramatic that I just ignored my body 
because I was so socialized and programmed to just not stop. And I'm sure if you're an athlete listening or a person who's gone through anything physically hard, you can resonate with this idea of quitting being just full of shame and definitely just not an option. And as I've gotten into my later years, like late 20s and now late 30s, um, as I'm approaching 40, I uh, quit a lot. I quit a lot when my body tells me to. I do... (laughs) really radical things. Like I go out for a run and I think I'm going to finish and then I end up walking. And these are things that took me a long time to even be at peace with. I used to kind of judge myself and feel like, you know, what's wrong with you? A lot of negative self-talk. But I started to listen to my body and my central nervous system, which was basically saying today's not a run day. You know, we and actually, if you look at things like the aura ring and the whoop, all of these metrics out there, these scientific data points tell you every day, what your heart rate variability is and if you should be working out hard because we actually do know that there's science behind the body's messages. I don't particularly love wearing devices, so I don't have that stuff, but I have learned to listen to my body and also sort of my mental health when I work out. If the workout is making me feel more anxious and more stressed out on top of whatever else is going on, I stop and I walk. And so that's a really radical thing. And this came up for me recently. And the reason I'm bringing up quitting is because I recently quit. I said no to something that made a lot of sense on paper. So two weeks ago, I was in Hawaii. I was with my couple good friends and a new friend. And we were hiking on uh, the, the Nepali State Coast uh, Wilderness Park. And it's one of the more beautiful places in the world. But this hike was, I think, like 12 miles out, 12 miles back. And it was a very, it is a very dangerous hike, but beautiful. I think it's like top 10 most dangerous hikes in the world. And for whatever reason, I was already feeling the itch to go home, feeling the itch to kind of be in Brooklyn and be with my family and friends and start new ventures here. And I kind of was a little bit checked out before the hike even began. And as I started the hike, I kind of, you know, convinced myself to, to fall back in love with this wild adventure. But one night I couldn't sleep. And then the next night I couldn't sleep. And I don't know exactly why I had this like couple bouts of insomnia, but I basically felt like, At one in the morning, I kind of made the decision to not continue. Even though I was halfway to the finish line of this hike, we were just a couple miles away from a beautiful vacant beach um, where there was going to be a meteor shower. We were probably going to do psychedelics and have a great time. And I made the decision to say, you know, my body does not want to do this hike. My body actually needs to go home. It's like I kind of needed to just be safe and nurtured versus pushed out into the wild anymore. And so I listened to my central nervous system and I listened to my body and I woke up and I, you know, communicated to my friends that they should continue and I was going to walk home alone. And it made no sense on paper because I flew, you know, thousands of miles. I paid thousands of dollars to go on this trip. And the last couple of days I decided to, to opt into what my body was saying, which was just to be home. And so I think they were understanding, but probably didn't understand the gravity of how important it was for me to say, yes to my body and no to the hike. And so in some senses, some people may have thought I quit. And in some ways I did, I quit on, you know, finishing this, you know, pre-planned objective. And I listened to what my body and my mind needed at that time. So as I'm moving into new phases of life, especially listening to my body and owning what my uh, intuition is telling me uh, versus the programming of what society's told me I should do, I'm becoming more um, adapt and agile at listening to what's happening. And so I just want to encourage you as you think about ventures in your life, whether it be work related, relationship related, fitness related, uh, maybe you're on a strict diet, you know, sometimes quitting is showing up for you. 
most times it is, especially if you're doing it in the right context of, you know, um, bodily intelligence and again, listening to your intuition. So I made a really powerful move in Hawaii, one that probably was quite arguable for others, but for me it was unarguable that I had to go home. So in short, quitting is uh, something that is a form of self-care. I think it's really brave and it's really badass and going against the grain and saying yes to you is uh, never necessarily going to be embraced by society. But we, we learned recently with someone like Simone Biles, you know, she made the decision to listen to her body and she protected her mental health and her physical health by not doing something when she didn't have the confidence. And I think that that's a really true sign of leadership and, and bravery and mental health. So if you're listening, I hope you continue to listen to your body. And if you need to quit, please do. Hey friends, thanks for listening to the School of Unlearning podcast. You can follow us on Spotify and iTunes. Be sure to check out the show notes, complete with links and insight you won't want to miss. If you enjoyed this episode, take one minute to rate, review, and share this podcast. Because our learning and unlearning never ends, and we don't have to do it alone.